This is DDS. From the DDS studios, we are your hosts, Blake Milton, Bradley Newberry, Matthew Parker. Well, I think he's going to the lake for Labor Day. So it's just us two. Thanks, guys, for joining us today on this, our AFC West 2022 prediction show. Newberry, we got a bunch in store today, but before we get started, guys, down below, go ahead and click the like and subscribe button for us. Really helps us out. It's quick, it's free, it's easy. Give us a rumble on Rumble. Follow us on all of our social media on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, as well as on your favorite audio podcasting platform. Newberry, what we got today? We are going to start. With a team that has owned the AFC West as of late, the Kansas City Chiefs. Last year, the Chiefs earned a 12-5 and record behind Coach Andy Reid. Boy, but that sting, that loss at home against the Bengals. <laughs> and then trading away... Wide receiver Tyreek Hill or the big offseason news? Uh, yeah, no cheetah. No cheetah. Uh, and, uh, you know, they they join a lot of company out there and people who uh, fell to the Bengals ultimately until they got That's to the true. Super Bowl. So, I mean, they fell victim to the Cinderella season that was the, the Cincinnati Bengals last year. Like you said, 12 and 5. Uh, no cheetah now. Um, you know, Tyron Matthew gone right yeah a lot of different looks too uh it makes you wonder if the defense is going to be or excuse me the offense is going to be a little bit different this year since they let cheetah go i mean obviously there's still kelsey everybody loves kelsey i know i do fantasy football (laughs) love that Uh, um but clyde edwards e lair is he going to play a bigger part in this this year Makes you want. I would think that they would want him to. Yeah, I think he's going to have to. And, you know, uh, I, th- I think Parker. So we have Parker's reaction to all this stuff. He's going to, we're going to play it for you guys. And he's got some interesting information on Quiet Edwards Elayer that I think could maybe explain my, why maybe he wasn't as productive last year. But, uh, you know, he's got, uh, he didn't get, Mahomes didn't get blitzed a lot this last year. I think it's a smart strategy. They have to, right? Because if you come after him, he's a one-on-one. He makes you look like an idiot. He's got one-on-one weapons all over the place. Yeah. With well, he had. Yeah. With exactly. Hill, he, I Kelsey, mean, he, dump he, it off in the background. It, it, look, they are really, really, really good on offense, and they have a guy that looks like he's playing Madden football, uh, and, and just uh, you can just see the, the the gears turning in Mahomes' head as he's rolling out and looking at all the the hot routes and everything and where the coverages are. It's really interesting to watch him. But, yeah, I think the, the strategy has to be minimize the, the bringing the extra folks. So my question was going to be, is this a rebuild or a reload? So, I mean, with the quarterback, it feels like a reset, a reload, not a rebuild. Yeah, I know. And, and I think you may be onto something there. And I think that, Ultimately, they're probably going to fall back just a little bit from from their standard. Uh, I think that they're still going to have a good year. I mean, you got Patrick Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback. I think you're going to have a pretty good year. Um, 
by most people's standards, but by their standards, I don't know. Will they, will they end up coming out on top in this division? I have no idea. We'll have to wait and see. We'll see. I mean, I'm calling reload. Their key ads were Juju. Yeah. Can he still run? I don't think so. Can he catch the ball? Probably. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, we're going to find out. Mahomes is, uh, Mahomes will put it there for him. Valdez Scantling. Who knows? I mean, it, there's a lot of questions, right? That, that guy, he goes from Aaron Rodgers to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he should catch the ball. They got the rookie <laughs> right. Sky Moore. Um, other ads were safeties, Justin Reed, Dion Bush, defensive lineman, Carlos Dunlop. I mean, they're retooling. In yeah. the draft, they took Trent McDuffie on the outside, George Karloftis. We talked about him in our draft preview. Yeah, I mean, it, it just felt like last year they really underperformed on defense. Was that kind of the feeling you got? It was, it was hard to tell. It kind of, maybe that's the lasting feeling that I have because of the playoffs. Yeah. But I'll touch on defense in just a minute. Let's go to offense first, actually. Okay. Offense last year, they finished fourth in the NFL, 28.2 points per game. Patrick Mahomes, Parker, statistically his worst season in his NFL career. And it's, and it's a season that many would be jealous of. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> 66% passing, 37 TDs, 13 picks. We've talked about Kelsey. Edwards Hilaire. Offensive tackle Orlando Brown. And old Wiley, they're back. All five of their offensive linemen return. That's a big deal. We're talking about it, it in pros, college. When I mean, you have the line, you have you a think about it, up. it. He's not going to get blitzed, blitzed a bunch. So he's going to have. A pretty good amount of time for these receivers to get down there, for him to see everything, to him, for him to be able to read everything. Edwards Elaire will be there to, you know, to you know, maybe chip somebody and, you know, be the check down. He's going to have an opportunity to throw the ball a lot, and, and, oh, yeah. he's, and he's got a good unit in front of him that's going to protect him. So, I mean, it's – I mean, it's a reload year, but you're looking at it, and it's one of these that it, it could go, like, really high on the wins, or, you know, it might go kind of so-so on the wins. I think he's smart enough, and he's got a Hall of Fame coach, Andy Reid, all trusting them. They've won – I think Parker will tell us later how many division titles they've won in a row. But we can touch <laughs> on defense. They statistically on defense, they rank number eight in the NFL in scoring defense. Yeah. It was weird. That's weird, though. I right? know because we think that you know they had signed a kind of a so-so year, right? And but they're the in that same division that. with Justin Herbert. So you yeah. think they'd put up a lot of points? But statistically, no. I mean, it, they were fifth in quarterback pressure rate. Yeah, but they only created thirty-one sacks. They didn't get home. Didn't get there. Fourth lowest in the NFL in sack total. Hmm. Frank Clark is back. They brought in the rookie, as we mentioned earlier, with uh, Karloftis. They kind of revamped their linebacking core. Secondary needs to improve in a pass-happy division. I think that's, that's what it boils down yeah, to right here. That's what I've got it down there with Matthew and Ward gone. Yeah. Uh, this secondary is young. They're inexperienced. And they're in a division where the ball is going to be thrown down the field. Yep. And they're they're going to have to either fix it fast or they're going to be taken advantage of. 
I'm interested to hear what Parker has to say. Let's go to Parker, and then we'll be back with our picks. All right. AFC West, the division that everybody wants to talk about, right? The best division in the history of football. I hear numerous people calling for all these teams to make the playoff. I got news for them. It's not going to happen. They may be for the top seven teams in the AFC, but they are going to cannibalize each other like all of us lost on a desert island. The Chiefs, when thinking about last year, though, they are elite on offense. Even in a year that seemed like they were down of their plays, less than 20% of them were third down. That was least in the league. They've won six straight division titles. So, yes, it seemed like they were down last year. But by Mahomes standards, they were down, not by the rest of the NFL uh, standards they were down. This team is so difficult to predict because I think the offense might be completely different possibly paper cutting you down the field instead of the deep bombs. And that's because they basically stopped going deep last year. Team stopped blitzing Mahomes. He was blitzed 12% of the time. That's the least in the league and still about half as much as the second guy. That's how elite, how small of a sample he was blitzed. You know, maybe they, they let Tyreek Hill. There's that kind of theory that they let him walk to force Mahomes to play different than that YOLO down the field type of game. Obviously, they wanted him, but not at that price. And maybe defenses quit playing that style of defense as much since Tyreek's gone, and Mahomes will kill you if you blitz. They may not have that elite Tyreek Hill guy, but they definitely have more depth at wide receiver this year. And, guys, this offensive line is really – not talked about enough. They are great at, at run blocking. We've also learned that CEH had surgery last year and was down almost 20 pounds. Like maybe that's why he was terrible. Maybe this year CEH is the guy that they drafted him to be. All I know, it doesn't matter what they have on offense. If they've got pity Pat, they're going to be good. As far as the defense, it struggled year last year. It was a more of a bend, don't break style. Problem is, is that they broke quite a bit. They aren't getting pressure. They had one of the worst sacks amount of all in all the league. And if they weren't good in the red zone, which they were, they were elite in the red zone. This could have been a brutally bad defense, but that red zone stat doesn't usually carry over from year to year. It's another one of those type of variance things that changes. They lost a lot too. Tyron Matthew, uh, Traverius Ward, both gone. They had a great draft on paper. I mean, sure, great. We love Carl Loftus and these guys, but they are rookies. What well, I don't know what they're going to do in year one. This young secondary is going to get carved up by the quarterbacks they're facing. I challenge you, just pull up their schedule right now and look at who they are playing. Down year for the Chiefs, 10 and 7. Wow. A lot of the stuff we, we touched on there, he brought up. I oh. can feel it, man. Uh, this, You know what? I Sitting back listening, I thought about the UT Vols for a minute. Oh, boy. I thought about how maybe, because Andy Reid's <clears throat> smart enough that he could do this. Maybe their best defense is to keep their offense on the field. I, I think. And just run some clock. There's something to that. and And not just way down the field but the, right 
And like he's saying, paper cut, it's almost like a run game. Uh, exactly, because right? they're playing this too high shell thing, yeah. and it's it's not man up yeah. anymore. It's check down Elayer, you know, check down Kelsey, hey, flat pattern Kelsey, deep route to, to Juju. Five yards of play is first down every time. That's what um, I mean, yeah. I mean, other play. And, and the, I think they have the personnel with that offensive line in particular. They, I mean – yeah, they could dink and dunk it easily mm. if they wanted to, and that that also keeps your quarterback healthy. He says down here, what do you think? You know, I, I tend to agree with him there. I think that, first off, you know, 10 and 7 is not a bad year by no, most teams. Double-digit standards, but for, like they said, Mahomes standards, or like he said, Mahomes standards, it may appear to be, but that's what I got him going 10 and 7 this year. I have a little more faith in Coach Andy Reid. Okay. I have a lot of faith in Patrick Mahomes. I'm scared of the defense. It's one of my favorite parts, as you guys know by now. Yep. I'm going to forecast 12 and 5, but I'm not going to tell you if it's enough to win this division. Okay. 12 and 5, Kansas City, you're going to the playoffs. Next, my brother's team. We're going to Vegas, baby. The Raiders. Last year, they earned a record of 10 and 7. This year, they bring in a brand new head coach and Josh McDaniels. They made the playoffs, Blake, somehow when the year started off dicey, to say the best, with John Gruden. They went over to uh, Basaccia. They've got a whole new GM. Seems like a whole new energy trying to come into this to this team, man. But uh, just thinking back to last year, Gruden or Urban Meyer, which was the worst? Because it was Gruden was out first, and we all thought it was going to be Herb. You know, I, I do remember. I remember this because. We we were sitting there like Urban Meyer's done, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden this John Gruden news starts coming out, and it's like it's it's saved, it saved uh, Urban Meyer from being fired uh, earlier. So, uh, which one is worse? That is a good question. Uh, I think that maybe they're just least, together. Just uh, I know at least John Gruden's an NFL coach. Urban Meyer. That's true. Urban Meyer did, was out of his league. That's all I'll say about that's, that. That's damn true. Alas, the Raiders <laughs> made the playoffs. Yes, they did. They had a pretty, pretty good showing there in Cincinnati. Came up short. They another uh, one that fell to the Bengals. Of course, they fell to the Bengals. Man, and the Rams Cinderella. almost did too. All of. I mean, golly. Joey football. Joey. Hey, we ain't talking about the Bengals on this podcast. Who day? Who day? So, off season. Reunited and it feels so good. Wide receiver Devontae Adams reunites with his quarterback from college, Derek Carr. They also bring in defensive specialist, defensive line Chandler Jones. Yep. Resigned Max Crosby and Derek Carr, of course, to the deal. But the big news in the offseason was new. Basically everything in the office, new coaching yep. staff and wide receiver Devonte Adams, no longer yep. with the Packers. Right, uh, Devonte Adams, obviously a huge pickup, huge pickup. Um, 
obviously Chandler Jones, the he'll help Max Crosby. That that's great. They will get to defense though here in a minute. Uh, um, Waller's got this nagging hammy injury. Kind of wondering how that's going to affect his season. Uh, those hamstring those hamstring injuries for those those skill position guys tend to really really bother them over the course of the year. So I'm going to be watching that. I, I, but this O line is just not good. They're not good at all. And I worry, I worry a lot about Derek Carr being able to be upright long enough to get the ball. It's a good point. It's a very good point. Uh, last year they finished 18th in scoring offense. Man, if Darren Waller, if he was healthy at all, he would have more one-on-one opportunities. Know, and if it wasn't him having the one-on-one opportunities, it'd be Hunter Renfro. I know. Man, this, this guy had 103 catches, 1,038 yards, and nine touchdowns. Yep. I, they've got the weapons, but Blake says, do they have the time? I, I don't think they do. <laughs> I don't. I mean, and it worries me. I, I, like you said, all, all last year we had to deal with Waller being out with injury, and I, he was on my fantasy team. So that that absolutely screwed me. Um but yeah, I, I'm looking at this offense, and I think the biggest hole is is going to be: Do we have enough time to get the ball out? Um, we'll see. Um, I was going to ask about running back. I mean, I, I literally, we all did. We yeah. saw the Hall of Fame game in a Week Zero preseason, and they're out there running Josh Jacobs against the third string Jags in a meaningless practice game. What are they doing? I, I mean, isn't know. he supposed to be the starter here? I don't know. I mean, you would think that'd be a good time for your your rookie, your <laughs> newly minted rookie that you just drafted. I'm gonna try to White. Kill this guy. I mean, why would you not put him in and and just see what he's got? I mean, that's what those are for, right? They're practice, glorified practice. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. I, I can't even predict Jacobs is the starter. I assumed he was. I don't. Uh, you would hope, right? I mean, you you don't want to have to go straight to a rookie there in, in the backfield, right? I don't, maybe their running game will be Hunter Renfro in the short passing game. But then again, I mean, if they have a terrible O-line. That, that's what I'm saying. Maybe I mean, maybe they don't have a running back at all. Maybe they go three slot. Wide. Yeah. They go three wide. Yeah. And then the person standing next to Derek Carr in the shotgun is either an extra tight end or a fullback. He's just back there to block. Yeah, he's back there to chip and go go to the check down. I think you might be on something, unfortunately, man. I think Devontae Adams will get double teamed, and he, Derek Carr is smart enough, savvy enough to find the one-on-one matchups to get yeah. the ball out quick. Yeah. Yeah, and if so he has confidence help. in in where Devontae's going to be, I mean, and there's something to that chemistry thing. Uh, I think that'll yeah. help a lot. But uh, You want to talk about defense? I know you do. It wasn't very good. I know <laughs> in scoring defense, they were 26th, allowing over 26 points per game. Bring in the new DC, Patrick Graham. They lost Yannick Ngakwe, their sacks leader with 10 sacks. Max Crosby had eight. Chandler Jones that they brought in had 10 and a half. Which he had like five of them against the Dagum Titans <laughs> in the first game of the year. It's probably how he got that contract. It counts. It counts. I mean, they're. Their guys are the linebackers. Denzel Perriman led the team with 154 tackles, made the Pro Bowl. They're piecemealing the secondary a little bit together. 
Will it be enough in this offensive heavy AFC West? I got my questions. Uh, I do too. You know, you mentioned Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. So yeah, they have a couple guys that may be able to get to the quarterback and that is going to be the only way that they're going to be able to play any kind of defense. They've got that young secondary, like you said, and that is the big weak link in this division because as we've already mentioned, got to cover. We've got quarterbacks that are going to throw the ball. Uh, when you've got, you know, quarterbacks the likes of Mahomes and Herbert, and uh, and uh, a new one uh, that we'll talk about. Yeah, we'll talk Russell about it. Russell Wilson. Wilson, and uh, they're going to be we're going to be picking apart a lot of young defensive backs here. So I yeah. I, I think that that. That's mm, that's a hard one to swallow there. I'm interested to hear what Parker has to say because I'm sure he'll be tiptoeing around just a little bit. Newbies favorite team, the Raiders, their best friends. What Parker, what say you? Gosh, I still label this team as Oakland. I've got to get over that. But there's not a team in the NFL that I had initial thoughts about and then did more research and changed my mind more about any team other than the Las Vegas Raiders looking at last year, man, it's just a candidacy for negative regression all over the place. They were losing at some point in 15 of their games. They went four and Oh, in overtime. There are other metrics like that, that, that just can't happen again. It's just, they can't continue this pace of play. However, I do like their new coach, Josh McDaniels. He has another head, another shot at it, right? It went absolutely terrible in Denver, but he's a decade older. We all change. I think he's going to have success. You've got the superstar out there, Waller, dealing with hamstring injuries, which can, as we know as Titans fans, look at our receivers, that can linger all year long. Hopefully that won't because he's really fun to watch. But, guys, here's where I'm going to harp on. This offensive line is a massive issue. It's nice seeing them move on from Leatherwood so quickly. I mean, we all sat here and we're like, what in the heck is this draft going on? I mean, they cut him. But you you all know, if you go back and listen how I bragged on the Lions offensive line about how five out of five people were better than average, this team is the opposite. Out of five starter, they have one guy that's average. One that's average. That's not good. I keep waiting to see like a trade request pop up because they've done all these big moves, but I, I don't know how they're going to have time to do anything. I know a lot of people are worried about the run game with them not picking up Josh Jacobs' fifth-year fifth year option, the rookie Zamir White. I just say I would take a step back on that one and look what McDaniels did in New England every other year. It's a new running back that anyone's ever hardly heard of. You can go back and name them over the years. There's tons of them in New England. So if the O-line isn't just an absolute you know, made out of paper, they should be just fine. Again, the problem is, and I can't hammer this enough, Carr was pressured 10th most in the league last year, and the line has gotten worse. I have been super high on this team all offseason. Bradley, I talked to your brother. I, I called him like a dark horse candidate to win this division. But the more I think about it, they're in a shootout division. And when teams know they're going to pass, I just don't see them holding up. I just, I just really don't. And then you look at the defense. This defense has not had an above-average defense since 2002, 20 years. 
for 20 years, they have not even had an above-average defense. And then 2002, it was an average defense. Max Crosby looks great. Great pick. Chandler Jones edition will help. But they lost people, too. Casey Hayward. And their secondary, probably led by Mullins. There's a bunch of young people in the secondary. What are we getting from them? I don't know. They've got potential. Outside the offensive line, this is the weakest part of the team. They will suffer unless Max Crosby and Chandler Jones can get to the quarterback quickly almost every single time, which could change everything. I mean, that that is the answer for having a terrible secondary. I like the new coach, as I mentioned. I like them getting rid of all these trash Gruden players that never should have been drafted to begin with. But the fact is that they are weak at the two positions that this division will exploit. And I hate to say it. I'm just changing my tune completely from what I was about a month ago. I'm going with the Las Vegas Raiders at nine and eight. Okay. Nine and eight. He's got him over 500. I, you know, after the way he was talking, I thought he was about to go five and 12. Yeah, no, golly. Thought we were going Chicago-esque. Uh, I'll go first. Go for it. Brother, hope you enjoyed a little playoff run. A little magical game to even get there when you beat the Chargers. It ain't happening this year, my friend, my brother. I am forecasting the Raiders to go seven and ten. And honestly, think they only get so many wins because they're matchup against the AFC South. Mm-hmm. When you have the Texans and the Jags, the Colts, the Titans, I mean, you got to beat at least three. You got a better shot at getting four wins from that than getting four out of six in your own division. So I'll give you a seven. Fair point. Fair point. I um, I'm going right in the middle of you guys. I'm going eight and nine. Uh, I think the combination of the the O line being just absolutely dog shit and the defense just being young, really. Not being quite ready yet. I, I think it's just going to be too much. You're going to go eight and nine this year. Sorry, Brandon. <laughs> All right. We're going to Los Angeles, the Los Angeles Chargers. Last year, they earned a record of nine and eight behind coach Brandon Staley. Blake, they're down by 15 points with eight minutes to go. When all of a sudden, they come roaring back and force overtime with the Las Vegas Raiders, but fell short in one of those wins that Parker was talking about with Vegas. And Justin Herbert's great season. Everyone's expectations of the Chargers going to the playoffs to get matched up against the best of the best. It it still didn't happen. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, you know, according to Parker, if you go back and watch our prediction shows from last year, he said la- this past year was not the year that that was that it was really going to happen. You know, if it happened last year, then it was they were ahead of schedule, so to speak. He thinks that, according to that podcast, this year is going to be that year where he takes that step. Um, there's no question Justin Herbert has all of the physical tools to be able to do it. Um, this is one of those situations where they're going to have to start building their team to win 
in a, in a particular year. You know, looking at their offense, looks like they uh, finished what fifth last year. Yep, fifth in scoring, twenty eight yep. points per game. Yep. So I mean, they they're going to score some points, but that defense, good lord, we'll talk about that here in a minute. <laughs> Jesus, I don't know how you. I mean, you can't finish much lower. But uh, what do you think of when you think of offense other than Herbert? Anything just comes to mind, or do you have to dig? I don't think of anybody like really I strong, mean, right? What you what you what I think of first is they're kind of their it's Eckler, right? It's Eckler with the running and the catching ability, right? Uh, I mean, he had over fifteen hundred yards by himself combined, twenty touchdowns. Yeah, that's uh, what I see that yeah. the offense runs through that guy literally. Uh, they still got the wide receivers, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, both were over eleven hundred yards each. Mm-hmm. So we know who his targets are. Yep. Um, I mean, there's no, there's no like yeah. secret, right? Like, no, those are his guys. He'll line up and play ball. Yeah, I mean, and by God, he threw through for over five thousand yards last year. Um, he's like I said, he's an impressive guy. I guess, you know, you look at him, you're like, God, he looks like a hippie. But, all right, I'll take it. But I mean, he gets the job done. Um, they beefed. Up I kind of look at this team, and I don't think that I mean, this side of the ball just doesn't seem like it's the problem, right? You know, we'll just, Justin Herbert. I mean, he doesn't throw that many interceptions. You know, when he have thirty eight and fifteen last year, correct? Um, sixty five percent passing. Yeah, I mean, he's he's upper tier. Yeah. I mean, uh, is would you call Justin Herbert an elite quarterback at this point in his career? Or would you say he hasn't proven it yet? Above average? I, it's hard for me to use the word elite if you don't make the playoffs. I think it's fair. I mean, it, there's there's more to play in the quarterback position than just stats, right? I mean, we we talked. We took you. Uh, you that's you an argument that we the, used to say about Dan Marino. I mean, Dan yeah. Marino has the stats of anyone, but yeah. I mean, it, can you win when it counts? You know, and and I don't know, man. It, it just seems to me, Justin Herbert, this might have to be the year. That step, it might. He might have to take it this year. Like if he if he keeps falling into, well, it's going to be next year. It's going to be next year. It's going to be next year. I, I think he is going to have to step. I mean, he has good stats, but I think he's going to have to step it up even more to be able to make himself to be in the elite class that's out there. New additions on this side of the ball. Rookie Isaiah Spiller running back. They brought in pretty crafty tight end old Jer- Jared Everett from the Rams. Rookie guard Zion Johnson. I agree with Blake. I think this side of the ball and maybe even management kind of said so as well, because we're about to talk about some people they picked up in the offseason on defense. Yep. I think they're okay with the role with this group, but but on defense, man, this team last year was 29th in scoring defense. That is so hard. Not many were worse. That's so hard to stomach. So what did they do? They brought in arguably one of the top four cornerbacks and J.C. Jackson on a five-year deal. Khalil Mack. Yep. He's coming in. Kyle Van Noy. 
And when you put these guys on the defensive line, it speeds everything yeah. up. And Joey it allows, Bosa. It allows the, the defense. Asante Samuel Jr. I mean, yes, they, it they, allows them to, they don't have to cover for yeah. five seconds anymore against yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Exactly. I mean, uh, so if you can, that's kind of the big thing. Can they get some pressure on that court, on the quarterback? Cause there's these quarterbacks are looking to throw the ball in this league. Are you going to be able to put some pressure? So that those, so that your defensive backs don't have to stand out there, like you said, for 10, 15 seconds, covering guys running back towards the line of scrimmage. And don't forget this name. I believe all of this is going to allow their Pro Bowl safety, Derwin James, mm-hmm. move around. Yep. You, we remember watching Ed Reed. He could go 25 yards back, then all of a sudden he's at the line of scrimmage ready yep. to sack your ass. Derwin James, remember that name? I'm interested to hear what part. Now, I, I am too, but it makes me wonder, is this L.A. Chargers team, now it's not quite the same as the Rams, but are they trying to do, are they looking at the Rams and saying, I see that they went out, they essentially went out and bought mercenaries to come in to win on a particular year. Do you think they kind of did that with these moves, or do you think that's nah, not quite? Or will, you, will we find out here in a second if you give us a record? It's similar, but man, it feels like the Rams gave up everything. Like they're like, F the draft. We're gonna mm-hmm. give away all of our picks to bring in yeah. our big dudes. So they Rams. didn't quite they didn't quite give it all. Maybe away. not to that extent, but it's similar. It's similar. Yeah. yeah. So all right, you, we're gonna hear what Parker has to say here. Go back and listen to some of our podcasts last year, reviewing these games and these weeks. And towards the end of the season last year, just watching the Chargers, I said, next year's the year. Next year's the year that they're going to win the Super Bowl. We'll see if I stick by that. But looking back to last year, this team was an analytical person's dream. Maybe a little too much, but they had more fourth down conversions than anyone. More two-point conversions last year than any other team in the league. They're doing things they should have they should have done. They went for it inside their own 24 times. Sometimes I believe the coach may outthink himself a little too much, but last year Eckler took off. There's just you got they were loaded at wide receiver. But if you did watch the games, sometimes it was a little dink and dunk at times. They just need to realize that Justin Herbert is the man and arguably the best quarterback with the best arm in the league and let him sling it around the field to these playmakers. As far as additions go, it feels like every single time a major player moved from team to team, they went to my lovable Chargers. I I feel like in these previews, I've brought up, hey, they lost this guy, but he went to the Chargers. Hey, they lost this guy, and he went to the Chargers. They didn't have a ton of changes on offense. Why would they? But they did draft Zion Johnson for that offensive line, which is a weakness on the right side. And they brought in a very underrated tight end and Gerald Everett to get rid of some aging players. Oh, Bradley. But on defense, J.C. Jackson, one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Arguably, he could miss a week or two, but who cares? He's going to come back and lock down. I read a stat from a former odds maker, Todd Furman, on Twitter that last year, when quarterbacks threw at Jackson, they had a QBR of 38. If you just drop back as a quarterback, 
and throw it into the dirt every single time, you have a QBR of 39. Another another Patriot they brought in was Kyle Van Noy. He talked about the Patriots not having any cover linebackers. They also brought in this guy by the name of Khalil Mack, run stuffer, Sebastian Joseph Day, Bryce Callahan. And gentlemen, may I remind you, they already have Joey Bosa, Sante Samuel Jr., and Derwin James on the, this on this defense. So from a team that could literally have the best offense in the league, they could have the best defense in the league. They've just got to sure up that run defense. Yes, I know you're probably going over those stats about the average that they gave up per run, and that was meant to be. This, this defense is built differently. They weren't meant to give up that many, so hopefully they can sure it up a little bit, a little bit more. But this brand-new defense, I see superstars all over the place. And while I had the Chiefs, well, you know, I'll save that. I don't know which order we're going in here. I have the Chargers at 11-6, and six, fellas. And remember, this division will cannibalize each other. Just because somebody has a great record or a bad record doesn't mean they're good or ba- that much worse than other teams and other divisions. I may have the team that finishes fourth here better than any team in the AFC South. So, gentlemen, great. You know, he oh, brings up a really good did point. Did he just say the fourth place team may be better than the first place team in the South? I think he did. I'm I'm just telling you that I, that's a really good point, though. This, divi- this division is going to beat up on each other like you wouldn't believe. Everyone can see what hat I'm wearing here. <laughs> if the AFC South is as bad as Parker says, could you be looking at the AFC South champions? No. <laughs> Very simply said. We, we'll discuss. No. That's what, another podcast. Well, it'll be a spicy one. Stay tuned. I'm sure it will be. What do you think about their record? Do they hang with the Chiefs? Do they kind of <clears throat> fall in the middle like the Raiders? Uh, no. Oh, I think that we're going to see Justin Herbert just kind of step his game up. I think the defensive upgrades that they're going to, that they've made this year will make a difference. I think the offense will continue to improve, maybe even get a little bit more aggressive, which would be a good thing for them. I've got them going just like Parker. I got them going 11 and six and I've got them winning the West. Interesting. I predicted Kansas City to be 12 and 5. And guess what? I'm going LA Chargers 12 and 5. And they win the division with the tiebreaker. Wow. New champs. Everybody's on the Charger train. (laughs) A new champ. Charge up. Let's go. (laughs) I don't even know if that's their thing. Charge up. What would Arnold say? Let's go, Chargers. (laughs) <laughs> somebody make a clip out of that somebody please make a clip out of yes that. let's go to rocky mountain high denver broncos denver earned a record of seven and ten last year parker already kind of talked about it a little bit it's like everything's new yeah uh, <clears throat> You New can't even really coach Nate Hackett. Yeah. All the quarterbacks are flushed down the toilet they or, or traded to Seattle. Yeah. Because the big offseason move is here comes Russ. He's coming to cook in Denver. 
Yeah, and he just signed that contract. What was it two hundred forty-three million or something Five like years, that? Two forty-five. You know, whatever it is, and, and uh, six million picks that they had. They gave. I mean, what they were doing, they wanted Drew Locke away as fast as possible, if and it as far as possible. Exactly. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they didn't care if it was if it was Seattle. Um, but yeah, obviously the big news is is that you know Drew Locke is out. Um, Russell Wilson's in. It's going to be the question's just all going to be around Russ, right? I mean, how's he going to be? He's the superstar, man. Um, he's the superstar at the superstar position. And the question is, is again, I mean, he's been up there in Seattle. I mean, he's a, I I think he's a phenomenal athlete. I think he's a really good quarterback. I don't know that he is that one of those elite quarterbacks again, like we talked about. But then again, it's hard. Whenever you're looking at the fact that he's been playing in Seattle where he's been running for his life for the past several years, you know, and I don't know, you know, little, little nicks and dings here, Boy, here and there. He would be one of the few that I could comfortably say elite. I mean, he has the resume. Yeah. He's got the consistency. And quite frankly, I think he made Seattle a better team. I think he was Seattle. And he may do the same here in Denver. You know, you say DK Metcalf. Well, I mean, the fact that, that Russell Wilson could get the ball to DK Metcalf behind that O-line, I mean, just coming here, coming here, coming there to, to Denver, you know, if they have a decent O-line, I mean, I would think that that would make his life a lot easier just right off the bat. That was the big key, Ed. Some other key ads. We're on defense. We'll talk about defense in a minute. That was Randy Gregory from your Dallas Cowboys. Joe Sherbert, the journeyman linebacker from Pittsburgh as of late. Their offense last year was 23rd. Less than 20 points per game. That's got to improve. I mean, yeah. And again, it's hard to look at these offensive numbers from last year because they they won't translate over. No. I mean, it's, I mean, it's it's almost a moot point to even look world, at it. just because you know you had Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke, and a bunch of other oh, guys Rippin. that <laughs> Mark Rippinson. Oh my gosh! I mean, it, it's just bad, 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 bad. Last year, and and the thing is, is they're going to get a huge upgrade just by way of having uh, Russell there. So, I mean, I would expect them to to improve on offense significantly. But my question is, is is it going to be enough? Yeah. Running backs headed by Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams. They both had over 900 yards. Wide receivers, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick. They have a new tight end and Noah Fant from the trade. All of these offensive skill positions, I think, have a tick up. Yeah. Tick up. But it's in the division where offense is going to be everywhere i think i think the nfl knows it nfl tv knows it they're going to be all over our tv sets oh yeah this division will it's be it's going to be prime time almost yeah. every week all Multiple. the time we will we will have our our our, our, our fair share of russell wilson <laughs> and patrick mahomes and justin herbert and Derek Carr, all in our face this year, for sure. They're they're going to be lighting this up because this is what everybody wants to see, right? And everybody wants to see, see Madden football throwing the ball down down the field. Everybody wants to see Russell Wilson saying, "Broncos fans, let's ride." Well, and Broncos, let's ride. Bronco fans, let's ride. I mean, hey, 
you can't you can't say that that Russell Wilson does not. He's a guy that wants to fit in, right? He wants to be a part of the culture of the city. Uh, he's a good guy. He really is. Uh, I just hope that he is still what we think he is, which, you know, I think he's kind of borderline elite. I know he was at one point. I don't know if he is anymore. I really don't. Uh, I it, it can only be proven on the field. Just stack ranking. Forget the teams. Let's go in, with, the, in this, let's go with in these the four. We got okay. Russell Wilson. Yep. Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Justin Herbert. Yep. Derek Carr. I think he's third in that group. So you're taking Mahomes and Herbert, I'm assuming. Yes. I'm going, I'm just going, what have you done for me lately? Looking at stats. I have nothing else to go on. I mean, he's with a brand new team. I don't know if I disagree. That sounds right. I mean, and he's been held back, in my opinion. I mean, look, dude, there was a time that there were whispers, just whispers in Nashville of Russell Wilson coming to Nashville. Boy, that sounds like Peyton Manning before he went to Denver. But we couldn't afford him. Peyton Manning? This no, is no, the no, same no. damn story. I'm talking about Ro- yeah. I know it's the same yeah. story. It, I mean, so, but and then that goes into your whole John Robinson rant of having, you know, no, Peyton, Peyton was never going to come. I'm talking about Russell Wilson. <laughs> Russell wasn't uh, going to come to Tennessee. Uh, I think for the right amount of money, he'd go anywhere. Most of these guys go anywhere. <laughs> but, uh, but anyways, do uh, <laughs> I hesitated. I hesitated. Fair enough. But anyway, let's talk about defense. defense. Let's talk defense. about defense. defense. Actually, they were third in scoring. Defense only allowing 18.9 points per game, led by their safeties Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson. Cornerback Patrick Sertain earned a Pro Bowl in his second season, so they've got some good things going on in the secondary in a division where you need good things going on. Yeah, and I mean, I guess they have to because I'm sitting here looking, where are all the sacks? There aren't any. Right, there are no no one really kind of lights it up in the sack column. Maybe they're hoping for Randy Gregory to show himself on the board. There you go. I mean, <laughs> that's the thing. I mean, it's just like they if they could get some pressure up front, they could be something to deal with. They're really good. So they're good. Said, they're good in the secondary where where you have to be in this in this division. Literally, the only other note I had was right off of your point about where are the sacks. Yeah. Bradley Chubb. <laughs> Zero. Yeah. This guy needs to bounce back. Yeah. He needs to. Denver needs him to. Yeah. Needs to get some pressure on these quarterbacks. Above average to elite. Yep. Totally agree. Quarterbacks. You ready to hear from Parker? Let's hear Let's what he's it. got. This is the hardest team to predict in the hardest division to predict. I can make a compelling argument for the Denver Broncos to win six games. I can make a compelling argument for the Denver Broncos to win 12 games. And I know we like to look back last year, but fellas, I'm not going to do it. I can't look at a team when Drew Locke was a starting quarterback. They've got new coaches. It's just a completely different team. So now they've got a, a new coach. What, you know, what's it was the Packers OC. Was it him? Was it Aaron Rodgers that got back on track? I don't know, but I know this team has a second longest playoff drought in the league. And it's all one question, right? It's all about Russell Wilson. They played, paid a King's ransom. They gave up two number ones, two number twos, one fifth, Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, 
And of course, the almighty already mentioned Drew Locke. He's pretty much the same Russell Wilson is at the same age as Peyton was when he went to Denver. Will Russ come out and cook immediately? Or will it take some time? Because this is going to be a completely different scheme. But either way, look for this to be a massive upgrade over Drew Locke. Locke can't even beat out Geno Smith in Seattle. I believe there's a lot of debate in the fantasy community on what wide receiver is going to benefit from Russell Wilson. I think it's going to be Cameron Sutton. I think he's going to be the deep target. But, you know, however, everyone's talking these weapons, the the, the running backs, the wide receivers, uh, you know, the tight end even there. The offensive line is what I want to talk about. Down in the trench, this is going to be the best offensive line that Russell Wilson has ever played before, played behind. Even if Denver's – let me just lay out how bad Seattle's offensive line have been over the years. Even if Denver has a 16th-rated average offensive line, it will be the best offensive line that Russell Wilson has ever played before. The best thing, though, for Wilson isn't even that. It's the Broncos are going to face the easiest schedule of passing defenses in the league. Now, we flip over to the other side of the ball, and the defense – could be an issue. They upgraded their pass rush with whatever was happening with the Dallas Randy Gregory thing. And with a new coach, obviously there could be that new uh, improved offense, but they did lose when they lost him. They lost Vic Fangio. And he relied on this defense was a lot of his pieces. Bradley Chubb's there, I know, but he's been plagued by injuries. Last year he played seven or nine games. I know he had zero sacks in those games. But I do think he's going to probably show up this year because it's contract year, and that's what players do. I mean, I don't, I don't blame them. As far as secondary goes, Patrick Sertain could be a star. And I know if you look at the numbers, this defense looks like it was good last year. I don't think it was that good because they played against less plays than any other team in the league. So the defense saw less offensive plays than any other team in the league, and that's just because of how slow and terrible this offense was. They were just taking their their sweet, sweet time. There is a world also when you're just evaluating on what could happen that Russell Wilson isn't the same guy. I mean, maybe he's maybe that injury wasn't really the problem. Maybe he's getting older. I, I, I don't know. Uh, but. I do know they need to win early. As I talk about the schedule, you got to pull it up because the early stuff is the easy stuff. And in the second half, I think it's after week 10, it gets absolutely brutal. Yes, I believe Denver got significantly better. But I also believe the rest of this division did. Much like I said last year that the Chargers were a year away, I believe Denver's a year away. Seven and ten. Last in this division, but next year might be the year. Just, just wow. He said they may have come in third, but that defense is fraudulent. Yeah, he did. He called it fraudulent. <laughs> Give him a horn on that one. Gee, I don't mean I don't know what all that meant, but it sounded intelligent. Uh, pretty impressive stuff there from Parker. Um, I do I, again. I do agree. They're going to be improved. I just don't know that they really have all the pieces they need just yet. I mean, and I don't know if they 
really have any way of knowing if they have all the pieces yet, if that makes sense. Just because, I mean, they were so bad last year offensively. Um, I'm looking at them going eight and nine. I'm not quite going as bad as as Parker. Uh, But I think that, uh, like he said, the rest of this division is getting better. Um, And they may have gotten significantly better, but it just may not appear that way in their record this year. I want to give one more apology for my prediction last year of four and 13. I was wrong. Denver, you've should be better. You get the AFC South. Yep. You have Russell Wilson. I called him elite. I'm going to go double my prediction. Eight and nine. Third in the AFC West. All right. All right. I, well, hey, we've all got the Chargers winning. I can't win winning the AFC West. I got the Chargers. I never thought we'd have everybody agree and the on Chiefs that making the playoffs. Golly. Well, I, I think that that's probably the case. I really do. Well, guys, thanks for joining us tonight on this our 2022 AFC West prediction show. While you're here, go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button down below. Hit the Rumble button on Rumble. Go ahead and follow us on all of our social media, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at DDS Sports Talk. You can also get the audio versions of all these podcasts on your favorite podcasting platforms. Newberry, final thoughts. Arnold Schwarzenegger, go Chargers, go! I, golly, that is horrible. I can't believe you said that about that old man. Go but look it up. Whatever. It is. That's a great video. Blue all the way. You guys be well.